1: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey everyone, welcome to the Working Class Hunter Podcast. If you're familiar with how my voice sounds, you know I don't sound like my normal self. The whole Working Class hunter crew right now is pretty much got the flu. It's a bad time, so I'm going to make this intro really quick. Uh, the podcast is presented by ScentCrusher, ScentCrusher.com, HHA Sports, uh, single pin sites. We all know them, HHASports.com, Elite Archery. Check out the Ritual 31, the Ritual and the 35 out now. And this episode is also brought to you by Big Time. Um, they got the app, the 30 at 6, the Buck Brunch, uh, the ADG trail camera, all good stuff. Um, a big shout out goes to one Greg Ritz for doing this podcast with us. He was awesome to talk to. I hope that we can podcast with him again. Um, just a wealth of knowledge and a great spokesperson for our sport and our industry. And another big shout-out goes out to Joe Umphreys from Big Time for letting us take over the Big Time booth at the ATA show for this. And uh, he's just kind of welcomed us in with open arms, and it's, it's pretty awesome. So we hope you enjoy, and we hope you don't get sick. I'm Chase Rolson with RubLine Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey
0: everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi,
2: I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors.
0: Hey, this is Nick Lutz from Boat Collectors.
2: Hey, this is Melissa Bachman.
0: Working class, Boat Hunter. Working class, Boat Hunter.
1: Working class bow hunter
0: podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket,
1: the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. Hey, this is Jules McQueen, and you are listening to the working class bow hunter podcast.
0: It's really, really not that good. 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 good, good,
3: good. Mm-hmm. Class. Class.
2: We're here at the uh, 2019 ATA show in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, at the, <laughs> I finally said it right, I believe. At the, uh, no one the really big... knows how it's said. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, we're here at the ATA show. Uh, Kurt is here. I'm here. Eric, how's it going? Greg Ritz. Hey,
0: pleasure to be here, guys. Thank
2: you for joining man, us, we, man. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know how we locked this one down. I mean, <laughs> there was a, they were doing one of those draws, and we picked the winning ball, so we got you here.
0: Well, I knew you got the last ball in the, in the container. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Joe Humphrey's pulled some strings, and he's like, hey, yeah. he's
0: going to be in the big-time booth. Why don't yeah. you come bother him? I'm like, that would be awesome. No, this is good. We've talked about it for a while, so... Uh, yeah you know interested to hear how your deer season went because uh, mine's still going on I'm going back to Illinois at the end of this show cuz I got one more tag and I got a uh, really big deer I'm chasing yeah so uh, it's
1: probably painful for you to be here right now knowing that deer is out there
0: uh you know what it's good I've been I've been hunting them through all that warm weather I'm sure a lot of people are stressing out in the mid it's right frustrating. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was it's frustrating. It's been such a weird year. Like deer aren't doing what they should be doing. Well, the weather's not doing what it should be doing, yeah. which doesn't make deer do what you want them to do.
3: Which is affecting the deer.
1: Yeah, it's just it's a. Uh, it's
0: well, tough. do you guys still have a lot of crops up in your area? I don't have any in my area no, really at all. I mean, I've got farms. I have one farm that has 90 acres of corn still standing. At another one, they just. Uh, oh, really? took out 300 acres of beans two weeks ago so I mean oh, there's, there's beans everywhere Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that guy took a loss he might as well have just reported that well, huh? well and
0: I think really he just cut it to report the loss yeah right because yeah. you got you gotta you know make an attempt to harvest it but but to your point you know we had a great acorn crop yeah so these deer you know have not been stressed which is Okay for antler growth for next year. Yeah. But man oh man, just trying to dial one in is 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 Brutal. challenging. So I'm hoping after this uh ATA show the the weather looks like it's going to hit the typical pattern you know yep. 20 35 degrees and <laughs> right? and, I, and yeah. I can go dig one out
1: well i hope you can pin them down right after the show man because i know like uh our buddies are with us here and they're like man i hope i can get one one down on the ground before the show so i'm not stressing out or like wanting to just be out hunting and uh sorry yeah, <laughs> yeah
3: today's the last day in iowa so oh yep. it is yep oh you're done yep. done january 10th i'm i'm done yeah once well, we get home i'm 2020, man. Yep. 2020 <laughs> is my year. Right. But it's, it, year. it's interesting it's how, but. how
0: your opinion on raising these whitetails changed throughout the season, right? You have yes. this hit list you start the season with. Oh, I cannot wait till I find triple brow or high yeah, tower right, right. or, uh-huh. or whoever, right? And then you see them, and then you start kind of putting them in these little file folders in your head. Uh-huh. Yep. And then for me, and I don't know about for you guys, I get past gun and muzzleloader season. Mm-hmm. And like, man, they've made it. So, I mean, I've got a mid-170s deer called Triple Brom. I mean, he's great. Six by six, mainframe, kicker off his right, too. But I know next year, I mean, he's special now, but he'll be 80s, 90s deer. And I'm like, he's off the hit list. Right. Because he's, he's like, run the gauntlet. Yeah. And right. I mean, I tried right. to kill this deer during bow season hard. <laughs> and then yeah. all of a sudden now, it's like, man, I hope he doesn't again. walk out. <laughs>
1: That's funny, man. That's funny. I. You know, I'd like to say I'm in that boat with you for a deer of that caliber, but I just never, I've never had a deer on camera. And it's all like what the neighbors are shooting in and right. where I'm at. So, um, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying, though. Like things change throughout the season. Like you're, you're just your attitude adjust to what it – I don't know. I mean, yeah. it could pay off big time for you next year. Well,
0: you, you know, you become passionate because I watch them grow up, right? I mean, typically yeah. around two to three I can identify who they are if they're special. Right. Yeah. Not every year, yeah. Sp- yeah like the clean aids and stuff yeah. kind of blend. Not in everyone a little stands bit. out. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And uh, but then you start giving them names and, mm. you know, you put file folders together and you start talking about, man, what's he going to do next year, right? Do you, do you think, you know, that little bump's going to blow into a five? Do you right. think that's really a drop time? And, right. you know, and and everything you theorize never works, right? right. They, yeah. they, they never. They're dreaming a little. but Right. We're, we're all dreaming. And then sometimes you get the oh-my-God picture. Like, yeah. <laughs>
1: like he blew up. Right. Oh, boy. That's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of big deer died this year, too. This was a good year, I think, all across the board for – Mostly all across yeah. the
3: board. What's up, Eric? Sorry, buddy. Yeah. But it's, it's, all right. um, it's all right. You have those seasons, though.
1: Yeah, you got it. I think the
3: tough seasons are the best for learning, you know, and you can bounce yeah. back I learned, I learned a lot this year just from yeah. the shit that happened, you know? No. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Greg, where, where have you hunted so far this year? I mean, so, adding up to the show.
0: Ohio, Indiana, uh, and Illinois were the states I focused on this year. Most yeah. of the time, yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to draw Iowa next year. Right, so I mean Perfect. that's yeah, i cannot cannot wait, so uh you know, I've got some ground with Lee and Tiffany, so I mean, I'm still part of helping to manage that so i'm I'm keeping track of the bucks yeah. and then, uh working on another lease in Missouri, oh cool, um, yeah, you know, but Illinois, you know that's where myself and my kids put our biggest investment in right mm-hmm. we've got a pretty big footprint, several farms, not all owned, some are leased, yeah, but it's uh it's just more personal to me when. When you know I we're sitting in the big time booth, right? Yeah. Right. When I can grow them, I can manage them, I can watch them develop. Even even if I don't kill them, and I have guests come in. Where if my neighbors end up shooting my big deer, I had two deer last year, um, and I know everyone listening to this is going to think you know I'm crazy, but mm. they were both in the 80s. and They were both five year old bucks, and I wouldn't shoot either one. Man,
1: I mean that's yeah. some commitment. Yeah. And, and I mean commitment. we
0: filmed them. I mean I personally could have killed, you know, the the one twice, but. And the reason is, is I knew they had the freak gene, right? So you get them that far along. it's like, I, I want you to go to two hundred. I want to see what your genetic potential is, that right? Potential, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, and that's kind of the passion that the guys at Big Time have, right? They want yeah. they want to grow and provide these deer everything that they can to see what. Their God given genetics can become to push with that the, deer you know. to his limit, push the deer to the limit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I heard right.
2: patience is a virtue, but you, my friend,
0: yeah. Well, then,
2: well, well, then my
0: neighbors killed them, and I, you
2: know, oh, I and, and I asked for
0: visitation rights. <laughs> yeah,
2: you, you should <laughs> at least you know. It's like you know, I passed on them. At right. least let me see them. Can I have them every other weekend. At least are, they, are your yeah. neighbors pretty cool with
0: all that? Mm-hmm. My neighbor, yeah, my neighbors are really good. And you know what? It's it's free range. They deer right. go right. where they go. And you know, hey, they shoot some of theirs. You know, yeah. That's what we always
3: say that deer don't care about property lines. They don't. Well, I think people forget too that
1: even though just because you're on TV or you're a well-known hunter or what, that they think it's just you got it made. Where you have to be able to pass, like you said, five and a half year old deer. I'll have a hard time doing it because I, I've I've never got an opportunity to deer in the '80s, but. I respect the hell out of you yeah. for doing that, and I know that it's not a canned hunt for you because you're on TV or whatever. I think yeah. people lose sight of that sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's uh, it's just cool to hear that. Like, yeah, the neighbor got him. Mm-hmm. I think people like to hear that story because that's reality sometimes, they, you know? They
0: do, and you know what? In, in the one case, the deer, his name was Crown Royal, mm-hmm. so I guess maybe I should start drinking. <laughs> but uh, the, well, uh, because I mean, he was 19 scoreable points. He mm-hmm. was just beautiful deer. The guy, wow. So there's a little 40. That, uh, that the guy was hunting on, and he's 82 years old, and he went out to shoot a doe. Oh, man. <laughs> right? And he, the doe comes by. It just so happens, he looked up, and the big buck comes by. And you know what? That meant more <laughs> to that old man. He wore the hide oh, off of that sure. deer. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right? And he had no history with it. But I was like, you know what? You know, he had an experience that, that he'll never replicate yeah. in, in his life. Right. And, uh, That's insane. You know, and he grew up in a time when there, there weren't whitetails. tails. Guys, yeah. Yeah. it wasn't that long ago. It's not our, right, gran- right. our grandfathers right now didn't have the whitetail hunting opportunity we have. I mean, we are in the heyday yeah. of, of whitetails. I, they I about think that's days. why
3: you're seeing a lot of these huge deer getting shot these days, you know, because all those genetics are coming back. Yeah, well, even then, my dad's uh,
1: 59. He's like, I didn't see a ton of deer when I was a kid. No. And it's crazy because that's not, yeah, it's not that long ago. That's... <laughs> my dad's yeah, yeah. You know, right. things have changed but you know and that just goes to show how valuable hunting is for the deer herd as a whole yeah. mm-hmm. because if it wasn't for us i don't know if in hunting right. there wouldn't be i still it wouldn't be like it is if it wasn't for hunters no
0: you know i did i did a uh, an interview for forbes magazine here not too long ago mm-hmm. and the lady was on the fence she was, she was really good at the interview but she was on the fence of like hunting, not like hunting. like explain to me like convince me why this is good, right? Right. right. Okay. And Which is a cool way for her to like, give right? It a right. To but go after yeah, it. I could tell the slant was is yeah, yeah. you know, and and I said, listen, I said this is a renewable resource. It's a sustainable resource, right? <laughs> deer are born and deer die, mm-hmm. but we as hunters were stewards of the ground, mm-hmm. right? So we're trying to shoot the more mature deer. We're trying to balance the herd out so they don't overpopulate. I mean, we have. 30 more does we have to kill off my farm this year. That's insane. And, and it's because they're eating themselves out of house and home. Right, and yeah, then right. EHD is going to come through, right? CWD is going to yeah. rear its ugly head. I mean, there are things that are going to happen if we don't help manage this. Mm-hmm. Sure. Or the, the car collisions. Right. right? Yeah, I, mean, yeah, that, that I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things. So I said, but the reason I do it is I said, I just want to be connected to nature. Right. Yeah. And I said, man, I got dirt under my fingernails. Mm-hmm. And I said, so when I work the dirt and I provide something back, and I said, I may focus on the whitetails, but it helps the turkeys, it helps the pheasants, right, it helps yeah. the quail. I'm putting pollinator programs in that helps mm-hmm. the bees, it helps the trees. Damn, that's and, awesome. and she's like, wow, I never knew that. I said, we're more passionate <laughs> about these animals than you are. I said, yeah. I, said I don't mean to be disrespectful. What have you done for wildlife in your entire life? Right. Tell right. me what you have done. You love it. I love it. that, man. I
2: signed up for PETA. Right, right. So I yeah. get
0: the fact you respect it. Right. But what did you do? Yeah. Except go to the grocery store did and consume you, it. Yeah. Did you
1: fund anything to it? Did you? Big bucks okay. in the big time. Studio, yeah, big
0: bucks in the big time booth. Everybody yeah. show up <laughs> right now. Monster.
1: But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Oh, and it's a, it's a hard thing for them to swallow to, you know, when you say that to them, they're like, oh, wow, I right. guess I haven't and it's like well you know you got to kind of look at things from our perspective we care more about deer as a whole than deer
3: as an individual and uh, and not just deer though i mean the whole outdoor like everything outdoors yeah, like, we care about and like sometimes the ecosystem you really yeah. to explain point. that to someone you like so why do you not like hunting? And they can't really explain themselves. It's that, just the killing you know, thing
1: gets it. And then, right.
2: But then you got to explain to them, too, if they get offended by the killing. It's like, well, look at the introduction of the wolf to like Yellowstone. Like right. how that right. has changed in everything. It's like now well, allowed that. I've told this seller. story
1: before. One of my best friends, his uh, wife was not vegan but vegetarian mm. and kind of anti-hunting, leaning that way pretty heavy. And she's like, I just have a problem with trophy hunting. And I'm like, all right, well, hold on. Well, what do you mean? Because... Yeah, you could probably consider me and all my friends trophy hunters. But really, if you break it down, we're selective hunters. Yeah. And that just means killing mature animals, which is, and I, like, wouldn't you rather me shoot a deer that's is in his prime, yep. as, as old as he's going to get, the peak, whatever you want to look at it. I'm not shooting fawns. I'm not shooting young deer. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like, wow, I guess I never really thought of like, it as selective hunting. I'm like, well, it's the same thing. It's just looked at from a different perspective.
0: Well, and, and really, you make a good point. You know, we as hunters, we are predators right we Mm -hmm. are part of the food chain we are you know impact the uh the deer population or 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 elk or anything else less than coyotes less than wolves yeah and we are selective in our kill Mm -hmm. a wolf isn't selective
2: no No. a
0: coyote's not selective right and and so therefore it may control numbers but it doesn't control the health and the balance of the population yeah so we as predators can do a better job at balancing yeah. it than mm-hmm. just mother nature who indiscriminately you know anything goes really any right any right anything goes and and obviously a
2: lot more hum- humanely yeah, right. and, yeah. And, oh, for sure and to, to piggyback on that you know and I'll uh, I'll, I'll do a shameless uh, big time plug like the the <laughs> habitat that we help develop for these animals too you know when we're putting in like buck brunch you know and mm-hmm. um, if you can put some minerals so you're getting the deer some nutrients that they need to make them healthy you know, so we're really trying to get a healthy, you know, not only just, like, a healthy number, but healthy, you right. know, physical-wise. Yeah. Correct. hurt yeah. too. And, you know, these... Well, we it, totally it helps heard. them combat EHD. Mm-hmm.
0: It helps them combat other mortal injuries, or, or hopefully they're not mortal, right? When they're, yeah. the bucks are fighting and get gore, yeah. yeah. you know, or, or you know, break a limb or get hit by a car. Yeah. Sure. I mean, we all see, you know, this time of year, a lot of these deer are limping around for various reasons. It's, a, yeah,
1: I mean, they're resilient. It's tough on them, right. man. Everything's against them, really. Right. If you break it down.
0: Right. And when I'm in Iowa and Missouri, or this year I was in Ohio, when we can we can supplemental feed, yeah, then those deer can help bounce back from the rut they can help survive the hard winters they can recover from injuries better and then from the selection part so my you know i took my youngest daughter savannah she's 12 Mm -hmm. took her to ohio this year this is her first time actually hunting over bait Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. we've we've done the supplemental feeding you know that she's hunted in missouri she's killed some nice deer this is the first time she sat you know over bait Mm -hmm. sure and uh and so we were talking about it and, and uh and she goes, "Oh my God, I'm so nervous." You know the deer are coming in, and, and right. you know it's not it's not a layup. But I said one of the advantages, whether you're bear hunting or deer hunting or or, or hog hunting over mm-hmm. bait, is, hon, you can be selective, right? Yeah. You have yeah. the ability to say male and female, old and young, yeah. healthy and unhealthy, because you you have you can more, analyze way can, better, right? You can analyze, yeah, and uh, so, because I wanted her first experience, you know, to. to understand why we do what we do why you know, right. why did we put big time on the ground and why were you 31 yards away and she shot a great four and a half year old nice wide eight pointer that's
3: awesome that's 12. <laughs> you,
0: you know so we had it on trail camera so we we knew what we were doing mm-hmm. to your point we were selective yeah, yeah. Proud,
2: uh, proud moment as a father oh my god <laughs> I, I, you, awesome. know, you
0: can have every trophy on my wall that deer and that experience with her I mean, she was she was through <laughs> the room. Gotta get full Thrill. body mount then. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> in a room. Yeah, yeah. Just hanging her clothes on it. Oh, well, yeah, no,
0: for sure. I mean, she would have mounted her little seven point that she had killed last year that maybe was about eighty inches. But I don't care. No, you yeah, know, that's I, awesome. I have I have my standards, but when it comes to the kids, is I want you to be excited. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause that's going to keep them in it forever. Really?
0: Yeah. It's, it's you know, exactly. develop
1: that attraction and that passion. I'm sure she's it's already in her blood anyway, oh, of yeah, course, mm-hmm, but, yeah. um, I'm having a little girl in April. So I, oh, I like hearing those. Thank yeah. you. I like hearing those <laughs> stories of, you know, guys, daughters hunting and then like really diving into it. And it's kind of a concern to me. I'm like, man, I hope I can get her into it, but not like push her too yeah. hard. So I'm kind of just mapping out on how I want to, I'm already thinking about it, even though it's a long way away on how I'm going to introduce her into the outdoors and. My buddies with Dodge like, it's in their blood, man. If you're that into it, they're just going to follow suit.
0: Well, that's just it. She's going to be on your hip, right? Yeah. So she's going to be already in the field. And, you know, when they get to be, you know, six, seven years old, you know, they're naturally going to climb in that tree stand. They just want to be yeah. exploring. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm already and mapping out, like, uh, just
1: things where I can put her in or I can go shed hunting with her, strapped yeah. to my back or in front of me or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> no, no. we're going to be tearing through thorn bushes. i have to make sure she's all good. So <laughs> yeah. my, wife's, my wife's excited about it. She's like, yeah, my as But you as well. know what?
0: If, if we don't do that, guys, we'll break the cycle. Yeah. This, yeah. this sport yeah. won't continue. So, I mean, I do it. Partly because I love spending time with them, but I can spend time with them ice like, skating and doing other yeah, things. Yeah. You know, part of it is I got a responsibility to teach them. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of parents forget that your our job is to teach them right and wrong, good and bad. Right. You know, right. All of that. Well, part of it is I'm going to teach you to provide for yourself. I want to teach you to where your food came from. Mm-hmm. And hey, whether you choose to do it or not, don't care. I never right. ever ask my girls to go hunting. That's they, cool. They, man. I said first of all, when you're ten years old. Is they all start shooting about four or five. Sure. And that, right. First
2: AR at nine. No, I can't say that on the air. Right. And then
0: I said, as long as you're 10, because then, then you're, you're legal and you're mature enough to understand yep. you took an animal's life. Well, yeah.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. A re, you have the respect there. You kind of get right. the process. But all,
0: Right. All of them asked. And I'm like, well, good. Well, now they're talking to their friends. And my oldest has a boyfriend now. and She's 16. Well, he's a hunter. Oh, he already and, was huh?" Yep, so he was already a hunter. So now... Yeah, you know, cool. I start seeing the impact that I have on them, and they have on other people. They spread it. Yeah. That's
1: awesome, man. That's got to be so refreshing and great for you to see. Well, it, being it, a dad, it, looking down at it, that,
0: it, it is. But you know, so that gives me hope to the next generation that we're yeah. You don't you don't build all this up, you know, and it and it goes away. Right. You know, we gotta gotta pass those traditions down. You know, don't right. pass just Thanksgiving dinner down. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Right.
3: right. Well, well, I mean, I think with all most of us here, you know. We learn from our our dad, you know, and like, right. if, if I didn't learn from my old man about hunting and everything that he taught me, I don't know if I'd be into it or not. Right. You know, well, there's, and, and there's a chance I could be, but you never know. Yeah, yeah. Right. And
0: it's tougher now because they're all in sports, and, you know, school's right. more competitive. Distractions and they, are and distractions everywhere. Distractions with electronics. Yeah. And, right. You well, know.
1: I know you do a lot, like you said, you do, like, some major media interviews and stuff like that, people that might not have anything to do with hunting. And I love that conversation we were into is do you ever get like like hardcore hatred for kind of being a part of this like and I know you you can't give it attention but you still have to educate those people well, if you, you can reason with them and I know you can't a lot Well of you
0: times. you can't you can't but you don't want to roll over so I don't know how long ago maybe I don't know about 10 years ago or so you know whenever I'd fly on an airplane and I fly you know Way too much. Right? I'm going 200 days a year. Oh, and so wow. you go, and you never know who you're going to sit next to, right? Right. Never. So, so I always, you know, try to like you feather know, on put, it a little fe- bit, feather on, and and uh, so anyway, I'm sitting next to this elderly lady, and mm-hmm. and it kind of dawned on me, and and I start going through trail cameras, right? And she goes, Oh, you know, that's cute. What do you do?
2: Oh boy. Ooh. And I'm thinking of this. <laughs> that's cute. And, and, I, and I'm like.
0: Oh man! It's like, so in the past, I would try to say, "Oh, I'm in the outdoor industry," you know, I'm right. in wildlife concert. You know, I kind of like generalize a bit. Right. you know what? I turned to her, this lady, and I said, "I'm a professional hunter," and she looked at me, and, she, and, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> waiting, 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 waiting for, for a reaction, she, right? Wait for that, and she goes, "Good for you. I hope yeah. you enjoy it. Really, right?" Uh-huh. And just like. That's awesome, and I'm like, oh, like she's being genuine. She was being genuine. That's, That's cool. Awesome. That's cool. And that cool. Uh, so, but then f- from that point forward, I've always thought, you know, be proud of who you are. Don't shy away from it. There's yeah. nothing that we that that we do that is not, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, I love in, that It's man. in the Bible, man. Yeah, I so, love that. Yeah, and uh, you know, so from that, I try to be an ambassador and an advocate for what we do. Yeah, right. and uh, and I'm not say we don't have some bad apples, right? I mean, yeah, there is, yeah, of course, you know, in, in anything a, there is, you know? in, in anything there is, but yeah. at least for my standards and my ethics, I try to do that and be proud because you do get people, and I've had them on the airplanes, I've had them. I mean, just I can't believe you do this. da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. you can't even reason with those people at all, anyway. In, so in, right, and and what I do is I just say, hey, I'm proud of what I do, mm-hmm. and I, and I said you have your own standards, and I said I appreciate that. Right, and That's yeah. why we live in America. Yeah, you don't have right. to hunt. Yeah, right. I said, but don't impose your thoughts and your religion and whatever your beliefs are on me. Right, yeah. That's not yeah, what Who Ameri- are you to
1: tell me what right. I should do? Yeah. Right.
0: Right. As I said, if, if I tried to—you uh, know, in a lot of I'd say, like, hey, you know, what, what's your political affiliation? <laughs> to, to neuter the, the, the hunting argument, right? Right. They go, well, I'm, you know, whatever. I'm a Democrat. And, you know, well, what's your religious affiliation? And I said, so what if I start hating on you exactly, right, yeah, for what your politics are, what your religious beliefs are, right. or whatever? I said, well, how would you feel about that? Well, man, I'd make me mad. I said, well, then don't hate on me. Right. right.
2: It's my, my lifestyle. The same thing. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, what yeah, I yeah. do for a living. Here. It, it, it is weird. And there's like a, a generation. Like you see like whenever uh, like a local news story will post, um, like we got a bad coyote popla- population in our cities. And they were talking about open up coyote hunts. And the amount of ignorance that went in through there. That people were just saying things they have no idea about. Yeah. And they were so mad. Like, this cannot happen. People are going to be shooting people's chihuahuas and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, literally, I saw that too. Said, I yeah. saw that, man. I'm like, oh, no. So, uh, you know, for me, I was just being <laughs> stupid. I'm like, I'm like. You know, oh man, what's gonna happen with the coyote? So I posted a picture of a coyote with a fawn in its mouth. I'm like, you know, does anyone get the point? Or there's photos Someone online of coyotes with co- chihuahuas yeah. in their mouth. So right. somebody somebody called me stupid. So I posted a picture of a wily coyote like lighting himself on a rocket. I go, oh coyote's got a taste for blood. Now all humanity yeah. is doomed. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I thought maybe I could combat that. I'm like, okay, a little if I just humor say like, something as stupid as them it's just it's it's not. So you, you know, just I, go in circles, really. Yeah. That so point. the the best you, you have the best way. I mean, you know, you just you have to say look i'm proud of what i do you can hate it and you can try and stop it that is your right as an american and i appreciate that but we are strong in numbers and we need to get stronger in numbers as hunters because you know the yeah. a lot of these people just won't stop and and, I they, love, and we love what we do and mm-hmm. we love what we do and they have no idea about the passion that we have and right. they just they're just spouting stuff off from yeah from their, it's not from their laptop it's not thought out so you know <laughs> it, hunters we do have to be stronger i, I like your approach you're just I, i'm i'm no shame I'm no, what just, i what no, i do right no
0: no no shame do you guys hear the uh that uh grizzly bear incident that occurred up in the yukon in jim shockey's territory yeah and oh, yeah. um
1: yeah, that was very interesting, and and yeah, yeah, that's something. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to get some of your opinions on that and everything that surrounds that whole. I mean, what's
0: crazy is I was hunting uh, with Jim in that in that same area, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, and and which crazy is, um, I mean, that bear could have been in my camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's
3: right? insane. Yeah. I mean,
0: we're in the sa- we're in the same same drainage, and and you know, Jim makes a good point. Is hey, this is preventable. Right, and in this situation, didn't
1: he, he um, it might have been you and Jim, and he said something. He reached out to uh, I don't know who whoever was making the laws up there for what? Canadian
2: Parliament. I think yeah. he was there. Or I don't know and for sure. But didn't he up? reach
1: out before all this went he, down he and, and he, said, "Hey, listen, we got
0: to figure something right, out." Right, the grizzly bear numbers are too high. We're having more incidences in camp, and you know Jim's a smart guy, right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. he you know he lays out the argument for saying, "Hey, we we need." You can't just give me one tag for three years in this zone, right? right I right. mean, my gosh, they're, you know. Is that all they would give out? It was, it was a very limited number. Whoa, right. that's insane. Mean, So that same bear, you know, came into camp and the year before, and they're shooting over their head, and he's just, he's trying to build this case. And this, so this was preventable. You know, yeah, this this so sad, mother yeah. and this child who were mauled and eaten and died a horrible death. And uh, that some, could have been prevented. It, right, it, it could have been prevented, but it's people who don't have the knowledge or just, or just for whatever reason, want to hate on this community right. to say, no, no, no. I mean, you look, so now if you look in British Columbia, happened, I mean, this happened in the Yukon, but Jim lives in British Columbia. Mm-hmm. You cannot kill a grizzly bear in British Columbia now. The entire what? province, guys. What's Zero. The, <laughs> what's the, the motive there? Is it just the anti's, and it's just the um... so the antis uh, got their people into government, and one of the givebacks to the big donors, right? Yeah. Was hey we're gonna, we're gonna shut down grizzly bear hunting. So what just happened in the Yukon, mm-hmm. right? Clocks ticking, guys. It's
3: it's it's and it's gonna, gonna come. Back and back and it's gonna start with the, the Chihuahua. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll yep. start there. Yeah, <laughs> man, that, that is just, just
2: it's insane that people just. You know, but you start seeing the comments, and then you know you see how some of the length these people go to, where they're like, you know, especially when there's like a lion shot there. I wish that lion would have mauled you. I think there's some people who are like, good, let the let the animals do what they do. It's like, no, we're talking about human lives, yeah. And they don't see that, you know, because again, we we but look at They don't at live it as, in the
1: area. They're not affected and by. They don't. They live in directly. they live in an
2: apartment on the tenth story. When's the last time you seen a grizzly bear up there? You know, <laughs> yeah, for that's the, true though, man. For the people who are out there trying to trying to grind out, you know, sometimes they got to go. Yeah. You know, walk away ways to their vehicle. It's just how they live, and now I, they got to.
1: Well, I didn't see when Jim, I know he uh, put a big post about it, and mm-hmm. I know he was uh, contacting whoever needed to contact about that situation. Has anything moved forward with that situation from Jim? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Did, did
2: I not see that he requested a meeting of, par- and maybe this was about uh, Canadian firearms. I saw mm-hmm. him post something, but he requested a meeting, and none of them showed up. Yeah. Like, he was there. It's in so the, sad, dude. It's so sad.
0: It's insane. It's yeah. just a shame. Because, yeah, I mean, a grizzly is a... It's man. a predator, man. And, yeah. and, and, and to your point, I mean, once they do get a chase for human blood, I mean, then they're... It's, it, I it's mean, food that, there from right, now on out. Right, it's food. And they look at it
1: as easy food.
0: Oh, oh for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah, because what unless you get a firearm, you're not getting away from a grizzly. Oh, no. You are not. And that thing got into a cabin on them? Correct. Man, that is just yeah. insane. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's... That gives me chills even thinking about, like, know. that terrible situation. Like, but,
0: you know, with anything in nature, it has to be... Regulated, has to be balanced, yeah right, I mean even, so you just take a forest mm-hmm. right, and I, and I just bring this up because I just had a forester come in and, and teach me what a healthy forest should be for wildlife. Mm-hmm. I read a lot, I man, I should hinge cut this, I should clear cut that man, right. Right. you know, I should plant native you know uh, warm season grasses whatever mm-hmm. right i 'm like i i, I don 't know what i don 't know, so come in and like I want to like understand, and they said right. the worst. And I says, you know, we got all done. I said, how do you like the property? He said, well, there's some things we we really need to do. Mm-hmm. He said, because you've done nothing. Right? And this is over 12 years owning the property. And I'm <laughs> like, well. What do you mean? I'm like, well, yeah, well, nothing's not bad. Oh, thanks, right? Dad. I'm not right? good enough. Right? And <laughs> he said, no, nothing's really bad. And he said, a lot of people, they own, they own a own." A forest, right? And then it gets mature, all the trees tend to be the same age, they all canopy out, it chokes oh, everything down, right. mm-hmm. so, so what people's mind, meaning the, the people who are not into wildlife and not into to land, right, mm-hmm. if you just ask the guy who's living on the 10th story, right, Downtown yeah, right. Manhattan, yeah. opinions, right? Uh, what's, what's, a, what's a what's what's a good forest like? Oh, the redwood forest, man. You know, what's, right. it's, yeah, little it's little as, little as trees. tall as On so right. I mean, the internet, wants. Right the, right? the trees just keep on growing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's you have to go in there and you and you have invasive species. Yeah, right. And in our in our area, we have autumn olive, right, and bush honeysuckle, yep. and yeah. and multiflora rose. And he says, so we got to control invasive species. We got to look at the low value trees that suck nutrients out of the ground. Ah, and I'm sitting there going, oh, yeah. He's just like hackberry and shag kicker. He said, they don't do anything for wildlife. Wow, yeah. They're, they're robbing the nutrients out of the ground mm. for, you know, the white oaks wow. and the red oaks. and you There's know, There's just
1: like so many layers to it. Right. That you can just peel away and, and like,
0: I'm, oh, I had
2: no idea. <laughs> yeah. so, so it's here's, like an ogre.
0: <laughs> right, so here, here, here's one for you. He goes, uh, I mean, he reaches down and he, and he scoops up this big handful of leaves, right? Like, what are you doing? He goes, man, this is not good. I'm like, <laughs> like he, oh, goes, no. what? he said, look, he said, we're up on this ridge. He said, look across your, your woods. And I said, then he said, look at all that mulch on the ground. Huh. I said, mulch? I mean, hmm. the, the leaves are, right, yeah. right. Are, are, are thick, right? For years of, you know, the deciduous trees drop their leaves and they right. keep piling up. He said, we got to burn your forest. And I said, oh. you got to do what? Oof. He said, yep. He said, next October, we're going to light a match. I said, you're going to burn my woods. He said, yep, he thought he was crazy. I, said, I thought <laughs> he was crazy. you October. Let's do it January. He said, how is a, a native four going to go through three or four or five inches of leaves? He yeah. said, first of all, yeah. you don't have enough sunlight coming through. But he said, hey, listen, we'll go through and we'll, we'll take out some of these low value trees and we'll release Man. the other trees so we get some sunlight. But he said, even when we get sunlight, what's going to grow?
3: Nothing. Mm. Yeah. Nothing, because wow. he said... Mushrooms, maybe. Correct. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. <laughs> he
0: said, we go to a controlled burn in the forest... Low heat, really slow, right? right? pick the right day and the right humidity level. He said, we'll burn every leaf. I said, you're going to burn all the leaves. I'm like, man, that's going to be awesome for walking (laughs) my deer. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah. No noise.
0: (laughs) But he said, now you put the carbon, you put the nitrogen into the ground, right? Fertilize the ground. Fertilize. You got bare dirt. Sunlight comes down with all those native forbs, right? The gooseberry and all that. Boop, boop, boop. are going to start coming up. Well, guess what? The deer are going to be healthier. Yeah. I
1: mean, dang,
3: that's deep stuff. Wow. So yeah,
1: but it makes it makes me realize how much I don't know.
3: Yeah. That, I know. <laughs> yeah. You think you know a lot. Then I should know like, more. Your mind just gets <laughs> blown for a second.
0: But same thing with wildlife. You know, we're trying to manage wildlife, whether they're predators or deer or what have you, right. to balance things out. Well, we got to look at our habitat the same way. So, right. I my mean, my big focus now, yes. yeah, it, I mean, because when, when we sat down, he goes, "What are your goals?" I'm sitting there going...
2: 200 inches, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what he was
0: expecting. I said, you know what? I want to create a sustainable, healthy ecosystem for my kids. Mm. And he goes, okay. And I said, so therefore, he goes, what's your time horizon? I'm like, I don't know, 10 to 20 years. Mm -hmm. He said, great. We'll develop a 10-year plan where we reevaluate after 10 years. So... Because you think if I plant a tree, how long is it going to take? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right. So I mean, just to just you was probably relieved to hear your answer of like ten to twenty years because I nothing, want it this time next yeah, year. Nothing's like short term when it comes to that. Yeah. It's like but that's the society
0: we live in: instant yeah. gratification. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is, man. Yeah. Social yeah. media
1: is the culprit on that one. So
0: you know, if we want to bring us a little full circle back to the to the big time, is what I've learned is there's when, when you have a lease right, or you own a piece of property, or, or you have a farm you have access to, mm-hmm. there's like two big time periods that you're going to see things jump, things really develop. It's mm-hmm. going to be year three,
2: mm-hmm. and it's
0: going to be year seven, okay? Mm-hmm. Year three, meaning if you walk in, a lot of times the age class has been shot out of your deer, right? So their they're, they're, right. they're two-year-old deer, the maybe three-year-old deer, well, in three years, those two- and three-year-old deer now are in that four-, five-, and six-year-old yep. age class, which yeah. is where we need to be. I mean, I don't begrudge anybody shooting anything, right? right? I of mean, course. you, you got to have your own goals on what you're trying to do. To mm-hmm. me, it's trying to manage and get the age structure correct. I don't manage for antlers. I manage right. I manage for age. Because
1: antlers are specific to deer and area and genetic and all exactly. that. So.
0: Bingo. Yeah. You, you, you got it. And then in year seven, virtually all the deer on your property – were raised under your management plan. Mm, and yeah. So yep. what I noticed yep. is when I'll start feeding big time, right? So if I go get a lease in, in Missouri and I go start feeding big time, what'll happen is a portion of those deer will start eating the big time, not the majority of the deer. Mm-hmm, First right. of all, you got to feed year round. You got to condition them. Yeah. This is here; it's safe. Now, obviously, you got to take it out during hunting season. Yeah, yeah, right. right. We're we But, but it's that. right. But as soon as hunting season or I'm not hunting. Right, boom, it goes back in. So whatever, you know, I take it out, you know, for six weeks or eight weeks, right? that That's my prime time for hunting. Take yeah. it out, whatever, you know, middle of October and middle of December goes back in. Because those deer know it's safe and it's good for me. Mm-hmm. So a portion of them eat it. when well, year, three more deer have been born on your property. More fawns have oh, imprinted, yep. More those have imprinted their fawns on the big time. Yep. Damn.
2: Dude. <laughs> then by year seven,
0: once they've been raised for seven years, they know where to mom go. Mom will always bring her deer to where. Okay, how did how do deer feed? Just in general, they go to the highest valuable, most highest valuable food source that's closest to them. Yeah. That's the safest. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, when you set up a feeding location, set it up in a location where they feel super safe. They're not exposed. It's in the timber. You're not super invasive getting in there. Right? Right. You ride in on your quad. You feed. You go out. Right? Keep the routine going so you habituate them to what you do. Don't ever hunt over your food. Right? right? If, If you're supplemental feeding, which, you know, obviously... You know, Missouri and Iowa, you know, you're not going to do that because it's right. illegal. Yeah, yeah. But you'll find on year seven when all those fawns are born to, to eating big time, yeah. right, and, and, and understanding the minerals and everything else. The importance of it. You're going you're gonna to wake up one day and go, man, why do I have so many good bucks?
1: That, you put That's the work crazy. and time in it for That is crazy, I, man. I, I never I thought that. about it that yeah. way. I love I, that whole conversation. Can I,
2: uh, can I ask a question? Um, well, well, can you <laughs> write a, a book and then do a book on tape just so I can listen to <laughs> <take>. <laughs> write and every book day, and it? Write a Write down tape. everything that you know so every morning I'll set that as my <laughs> alarm. Like, I'll wake up. Like an hour just early break, and just, just like yeah, yeah no, you're, you're just because yeah, that is you the just listen to this podcast amazing. every morning now. It, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 that you know, and that's a, that's an approach that you know, and you come from a, a, a different generation than us. It, so you know, our generation we do want that gratification, but you know, we're you're setting up the long term, you're able to look at the long term of things, and I, I think that's what something that we should all do a little better. You know, I've started doing that a little bit, looking at my life, looking at the habits that I do, mm-hmm. I'm like. Short, short term i'm okay but long term this might affect me but you know i'm thinking of a lot of things <laughs> right, right. Right. you know there's a, there's a lot dang, you should have
0: had that cheeseburger and, and fries and for and lunch right? you and shouldn't have drank that.
2: 13 bush lights the other night Steve? Yeah, <laughs> and that's, and that's exactly it but you know it's a thinking of that long term it's like okay so if i'm not getting it done this year or the next year or the next year who's to say in five years i don't kill a deer of a lifetime and then Two years after that, I don't kill another right. equally good deer. Man, that's just right. Yeah, you I, know, I, I think we. That's a. I, I know. I know people
0: can't uh, can't see anything on the on the podcast, but this this guy's is is ten years of work. <laughs>
1: oh man, it's a giant oh, man. Yeah, Greg showing us a picture Look of at that thing.
0: giant buck on trail That's got to be an
1: Illinois deer.
0: It, it is. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're looking at a, a mainframe five x five. Oh who's, man, one ninety plus. That's but insane. you can. You know, you, when you sit there and look at his body, right? I mean, you know this yeah. is a fully mature. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's just thick-bodied all the way through. Right. It. So, but that's, you know, doing, it's, it's the sum of doing all the little things right that roll up to something special. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Whether yeah. that's raising kids, yeah. right? It's <laughs> a, it, like my kid, they hate it. Make your bed. Why do I have to make my bed? I'm just going to sleep in it later. Make your bed. Mm-hmm. I said for two things. One, you need to respect me. I'm your parent right I told you <laughs> Yeah, to. I'm not your friend. Right? And, and two, you know, if you accomplish one thing every single day, right, which you have no control of your life when you walk outside that door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right?
3: true. That's true. You
0: just, you don't know. And right? I mean, this gets thrown at you. That gets thrown at you. But I said, when you go to to sleep in that bed and pull those covers down, you know, I accomplished at least one thing.
3: Yeah, I'm in my bed.
0: So I said, I, try, I tried to imprint that in their mind. So they learn later in life. The bed is a metaphor for something else. Yeah, for right. sure. Right. But, ah, when, that's but awesome. when they're five, when, when they're, yeah, when they're, fi- when they're <laughs> five years old, they're like, "I don't get it. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it." And you know, now I'm not saying their beds look great. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're
2: military. <laughs> they made the effort. <laughs> they made the effort. Hey, right. made. <laughs> it,
0: exactly. But uh, well, Greg, I'm glad we
1: talked about all that. Something I do want to uh, touch on before we go is, you know, you have your show on Outdoor Channel, and then you own Wildcom. How do you how do you, like, man, I don't know how you have, like, free time ever between <laughs> yeah. the two. I mean, I just picture you're gone all the time. Yeah, you're 200 days a year,
2: you said. 200 days a year. You're getting pulled oh, into podcasts insane. with
1: idiots like
0: us,
2: <laughs> and you're,
0: like, always. Oh, this, this is my highlight. I mean, I'm passionate what I do. I mean, I'm blessed to be in the industry. You guys are blessed to be in the mm-hmm. industry, right? I mean, and. I could never imagine being in a factory job where it was a dead end, right? That that I didn't enjoy what I do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I think it's the passion, doing what you do. You know, like on the WildCom side, we have 14 television shows. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, right now, you know, okay, Lee just texted me, right? Yeah. Well, when I call him back, he's going to be like, hey, listen, you know, you know I just uh, thought about this. You know, maybe this is a way that, you know, if we take permethron, we put them back in a four-wheeler, and we go spray down our creeks, I think we can knock the EHD back you know so i mean they are the conversations you're having <laughs> right. yeah. and right. they're like okay listen let's talk about work i know i know but man i just got this picture of this big that's fine. so in this industry man we're blessed to do what we do and everyone's oh, pretty sure. much
1: friends too like we you are. know throughout yeah. it. it's kind of universal like we just We never met. We're sitting down having a 40-minute conversation. Absolutely.
0: Right. I mean, the guys from Hoyt walk into the Matthews booth, right? The guys from Thompson Center walk into the CBA Doesn't mean we're not going to give each other shit, but we're (laughs) going to get along. For sure. You know, we're
1: going to get along. We're going to give each other a hard time, which is part of the fun, really. No,
0: it's it's a blessing to be in this industry, and every day I just try to wake up and just try to, you know, do what I tell my kids to do. Just do one thing that makes a difference somewhere else and just hope that, you know, it it, tri- it trickles down. But, I mean, I appreciate what you guys are doing on the podcast. I mean, that's the way man. to reach your generation and the kids growing up. Yep. Yeah. Right? And and we have to adapt. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of these companies out there run, you know, by baby boomers. They're kind of rigid. They're, they're yeah. kind of rigid. And they're not adopting new ways to communicate.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're pretty relaxed on our podcast. We, you know, some are really loose. We, we have fun. It's hunting camp. Oh, yeah. Um, and some people are pretty rigid. They don't get it. But. You got to be relatable any way you can, really. In my, in my opinion, maybe right. I'm wrong, but I don't know. But I don't make it fun. Yeah, we're trying to make it fun, you yeah. know. And doesn't mean serious talk all the time. But these these podcasts right here, I've learned a shit ton, and these are my favorite type of podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Being able to hear you talk about just the the process from the environment to the mm. management process on. It's just layers of it that people overlook. Um, This is the podcast
3: you go back and listen to multiple times and learn something new every time you listen to it. And then one other thing I wanted to talk about. So we have a a
1: Carbon TV video podcast series, Mm -hmm. and we had a security guard in one of the episodes when uh, Joe and TJ Unger were in at our buddy's house recording. And Steve was kind of acting up on the Carbon episode, and our security guard— uh, came in and hauled him off because he, you know, you deserved it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and our security
1: in. guard was uh, Jake Powers, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I hauled Steve up. And I heard that you hired him, and he doesn't want to work for us anymore. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I
0: tell you, I tell you what, yeah. So Jake Powers is now part of Wildcom, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, he's he's uh, he's a beast, guys. Right? Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. a monster. Oh, yeah. His um, so, you know, kind of like talking about Wildcom a little bit, or, or how I try to approach this industry. Jake came from the medical supply industry, yeah. right, but wanted to be attached at a passion, yeah. right, mm-hmm. to you guys, to big time, you know, yeah. to the guys over at Plano Synergy. So he spent nights and weekends trying to develop, you know, relationships and network. Yeah. And when you find people like that, we got to find a way to bring them in the industry. Yeah. For, sure. For right? sure. Because he's our future. Right, yeah. and, and there's probably a dozen other Jake Powers out there. Mm-hmm. That well, there's no
2: other Jake I don't Powers. Know. Well, <laughs> guys, guys with the passion somewhere a, right, in there. Right. Jake <laughs> Powers, light <like> guys. Light. <laughs> like.
0: Or light. <laughs> when, when Jake that, Powers, yeah,
2: light. I've, or like, I, I've yeah. been choked out by that guy. There's yeah. not a whole lot yeah, like J- J- him.
0: <laughs> J-
1: J- JP Light, right? Yeah, JP Light. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like some sort of like whiskey or something. <laughs> yeah. I keep waiting for him. I haven't seen
0: him yet, so I keep waiting for him to oh, come yeah. around. Well, if he shows up here, it means he's not doing his job. Yeah, that's true. So he's like, i did tell him though that uh you know i have uh, i have a couple set rules uh at wildcom and i said so let's go over those so we start going through and i said listen i said you understand you're on a rolling 90 days he said what <laughs> i said you're rolling not every employee's on a rolling 90 days mm-hmm. and i said if you don't cut it at the end of 90 days you start right back
1: <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah that guy That's awesome when every time i see him call him i'm like all right i gotta All right, I got to go. I'm going to have a conversation with Jake for an hour, and we'll just talk about everything all at once—the podcast, what he's doing, and everything. Great, dude. So uh, I had to bring it up. That was funny. It's on video. (laughs) He comes and grabs Steve and snatches him up. We had it planned. You had no idea. I had
2: no idea. (laughs) Oh, that is hysterical.
0: (laughs)
1: Yeah, came in. I was like, security, and then Jake comes in. You know, his t-shirt looks looks too small because he's so jacked, and just snatches (laughs) Steve. He's like, Let's go,
2: buddy. You've been in a headlock and (laughs) him out of there. It was awesome. Oh yeah. No,
0: when I saw him on the show floor today, I'm like, Oh. Ran the old, old shirt through the tumble dry on high again, didn't <laughs> he?
1: <laughs> he said, uh, I think last night, I was like, uh, he said, hey, where are you guys at? Ask him because we came in late last yeah. night. I'm like, oh, just rolling in. It was like midnight when we got to our Airbnb. And I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm staying in. I think I'm going to work out with Greg in the morning. Yeah. I'm like, that sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> for Greg. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But he's hard to keep up with. Oh, I know it. I know it well. I mean, hey, guys, like I said, we're in the heyday of whitetails. We're in the heyday mm-hmm. of our industry. Yep. And, yep. uh, you know, even though there's a lot of politics going out there and a lot of noise, mm-hmm. it's by the one percenters. Yeah, for sure. Who are vocal. And, you know, if I leave, you know, any words to anybody on, on this podcast is, you know, appreciate you guys enjoying me. It's just be proud of who we are. Yeah. Don't That's hide behind it. Speak our voice, you know, and then always remember you're an ambassador. I right? love that, yeah. So don't yep. don't ever post something. Don't do something that could ever shatter shed a bad light on us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? So just remember that video that you think's funny, you're going to put on YouTube. Just think, how does the other side look at me? We may all get it, right? We may like, you know, a killer shot, right, with red mist coming out. But maybe that's uh, not that, the best thing to that's put That's not out. the best right.
2: thing. Uh, I get right. that, yeah. yeah. We're an ambassador, but no diplomatic immunity. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming
1: on the show, man. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. That's awesome. I'd man. love to have you on again. Anytime, guys. And, uh, Let- yeah, you're not far, too far from, I mean, I don't know how close, but you're not too far from my hunt, at least it doesn't sound like. Yeah, so maybe that'd, we be, can, uh, that'd be awesome. Maybe we can get Joe in. We'll do some video podcasts and oh, kind perfect. Of shoot the shit and bring Jake along, too. We'll get him <laughs> control Steve a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we should close her out. You guys got anything to add? We all good? Just thanks for coming on. Absolutely.
0: Let's do it again, guys.
1: Let's do it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you.
0: I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast.
1: For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.